The votes are in, Kristen, and the people have spoken. You mean this is finally the episode from our Impossible Pie Contest? Yes, it is. And picking the winner was not impossible at all. And it was the one I really wanted to win. Yay, let's cook it. Welcome to Mom's Wooden Spoon. Get your apron on and your fanny flicker ready as we cook up some nostalgia. Ooh, yummy. First off, and most importantly, I want to thank all of you who voted for today's recipe. Oh my gosh, we are so excited with the participation. Oh, I was thrilled. Yeah, that's what we really want this year is to get you guys more involved in the podcast. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And, and you did. So just as a quick recap, your choices for mm-hmm. today were a tuna dill impossible pie, Ooh. Mm. Um, <laughs> pina colada impossible pie, yum, 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 mm-hmm. pumpkin impossible pie, very appropriate for this season, absolutely, or a fettuccine Alfredo impossible pie with neither fettuccine nor Alfredo. I am dying to try that one. It seems to me like it would just be like baked bisquick with nutmeg in it. I really can't imagine. You know, I'm super curious. Other than the tuna dill, yeah, I would really like to try them all. So maybe we'll need to kind of brainstorm a way to either add some more in or do something. Because yes. now that we put them out there, I'm kind of curious about all of them. I really am. Yeah. But okay. But anyway, we had a winner. We did. At first, I thought it was going to be a clear winner, mm-hmm. but then the voting got a little tight. It did. It did. But across our social media, our winner was da 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 da. Pina Colada Impossible Pie with Real Rum. Yum, 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 I know. So a special shout out to everybody who voted for the evil Tuna Dill Impossible Pie. (laughs) Appreciate you. I know who you are. (laughs) Okay, so the Pina Colada Impossible Pie comes from a March 19th, 1984 Mary's Memo. And without even having tried this yet. Yep. I feel like this may make it into my dessert rotation. Ooh. It sounds delicious. It does. It sounds like a perfect summer treat. And it's an impossible pie. It's quick and easy. Which it is... really is. We were looking over the recipe and we were like, oh, that's all you do? Yeah. And yeah. this is, I mean, like, unless we get really chatty, yeah. this could be the shortest podcast ever. That's right. Like five minutes in the oven, boom. Yep. The yeah. opposite of our 24-hour party style. <laughs> Well, you know what's funny, though, Carrie? As time went on mm-hmm. and we tallied up the votes yes. and the pina colada was a clear winner. I mean, it won by a couple of votes. Yeah. As time went on, people continued to vote. Yes. And it got really, really close. You know, it was kind of interesting. So when the voting was in August, yeah. clear winner, pina colada impossible pie. Yeah. Of summer treat. Yeah. As we moved into September and we're all kind of jonesing for a little fall. Mm-hmm. Pumpkin Impossible Pie really kind of started to win out a little more. Yes. So I really thought that was kind of interesting. Maybe it was tied to the weather and how you're feeling. I know here, as September came in, we finally cooled down from the epic heat. Yep. And so I'm wondering if, you know, that happened and people are kind of starting to feel their fall. I know the end of August was definitely the Instagram meme of I'm ready for my sweater weather pumpkin spice. Oh, yeah. Well, I can tell you, my friend Wendy, who loves all things pumpkin spice. (laughs) 
Smart girl, that Wendy. I know, right? She voted for the pumpkin for sure. Of course. Yep. And so as time continued through September, people continued to vote for pumpkin, but it still didn't beat out the pina colada. But it was close. It was by a margin of one vote. Yeah. So I know we've talked about putting the pumpkin recipe out online so people can check it out. Yeah, I said that on our social media. I didn't say that here on the podcast. But yeah, we'll go ahead and put that pumpkin one on our website so you yeah. guys can but see But yeah, you know, we still may need to brainstorm because that still leaves the fettuccine Alfredo. Oh my God. I don't know. I'm kind of tempted to try them both. You know, the fettuccine Alfredo one just blows my mind. Like, what What would you eat it with? How? Why? What? How? What is it going to be like? A slice of bread that tastes like nutmeg? I, I can't even imagine. Because, you know, fettuccine Alfredo, I think it called for a little bit of nutmeg. In it. I'm sure. But, I mean, nutmeg is not the flavor I think of when I think of fettuccine Alfredo. No. So that, to me, would scream eggnog. And Ooh. it's not an eggnog pie, though. No. That would be delicious. It would Ooh, be. But this is going to be a savory pie. Yeah, I'm super curious. And so, I don't yeah. know. Can I just move past that curiosity? I don't know. It's quite possible. But oh, yeah. We probably could move on. Maybe not. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, and if you're super curious as to the history of the Impossible Pie, mm-hmm. Carrie, Kristen, that's really fascinating, an Impossible Pie. Mm-hmm. How did that come about? That's right. We discuss it in our first season. Yes, we did. We have an Impossible Pie. We wow. did uh, taco. Taco Impossible. It was good. It was tasty. Mm-hmm. And we talk about kind of the history yeah. of the Impossible Pie. So we're not going to do that again. If you want to hear it, pop back to season one, find the Taco Impossible Pie. Yep. You can learn all about it. But in good Impossible Pie fashion, we're going to dump a bunch of stuff in a blender, blend it up, throw it in a pie dish, and bake it. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. Well, let's get started. Let's in, figure out what's in it. Okay. And in this case, I didn't even get real biscuit because we're cheap in my house. Ooh. Oh yeah. We got Gennaro Kroger brand. It's the Kroger brand. So what we're going to put in here is, let's see, milk, mm-hmm. real rum. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Ooh, Kristen. Yeah. Oh, you just have one bottle of rum. I do. I was thinking you'd bring up like Malibu Ooh. and Captain Morgan. Yeah. Spice rum sounds gross. You guys missed out on her. She did the Captain Morgan pose with her foot looking like it was up on a uh, oh, I treasure chest. Totally did. <laughs> can you have Captain Morgan and not do the pose? I feel like you can. Again, we should make this a video podcast. You guys missed out on uh, Carrie's cool move there. <laughs> Again, no. No. No video for us. We, we, we missed a golden opportunity to have a multi-rum taste Ooh, test. That would have been fun. It would have. All right. Oh, we're okay. going with Bacardi. I just said Bacardi. Bummer. White rum, which yes. is a staple of the pina colada. So it's perfect. It is. It no. is. One would think it would be like Malibu coconut rum. Oh, right. But, but no. No. White, white rum. White rum. Okay. And then we have just a couple tablespoons of softened butter. We've got the delicious Coco Lopez cream of coconut. Okay. So just a quick little announcement yeah. about finding cream of coconut. Mm-hmm. It is not for the faint of heart. Oh, no. Um, it is not the predominant selling canned coconut. That is coconut cream. Not the same. I did not know that. Yeah. I would have purchased the wrong thing. Yeah. So if you go to the grocery store, you go, you're like, I got this. Yeah. I know where the coconut cream is, which is amazing. If you're yeah. a keto person, you whip that stuff oh, up yeah. to have 
like a Cool Whip on stuff. So it's like right in with the coconut milk. No, it's but not. No. That's coconut cream, which yeah. is unsweetened yeah. and super thick on top, liquidy on the bottom. This is cream of coconut. Unbelievable. It's sweetened. It's different. So I had to Google it. I'm at the grocery store. Mm -hmm. I have to look up to see if they carry it. I see the picture of the can and I'm like, oh, oh, they sell that in with the liquor. Yeah. So you could make shockingly a pina colada mm -hmm. not at this grocery store they didn't they did not sell it in with the liquor so then i'm on a quest <laughs> meandering yeah. around the halls of the grocery store yeah. looking for someone to ask or to find the coconut cream mm -hmm. i would say it was the last aisle i went down but I reckon, of course it was, I found it. Yes. I was out of aisles. It <laughs> yeah. was that aisle or the greeting card aisle. That's so wild. And there it was in the cereal aisle. That's just the weirdest thing. What kind of insanity is that? That makes no daggone sense I don't know. So all I'm saying is, do not think I'm going to make this impossible pie. I'm going to run out to the grocery store, yeah. snip, snap, snip. I'll be back in a ah. minute. You will not. You will not. No, you will be walking the aisles cursing Aww. coconut. No, cream of coconut. Cream of coconut. Mm -hmm. Well, okay. it looks beautiful. We're going to add that. A little bit of crushed pineapple, some real flaked coconut, which is also a, a weird thing. What's the difference between flaked coconut and what is the other Shredded kind? Shredded. Shredded. It looks identical. It looks totally identical. And then Chris and I had a little combo before yeah. we got here. I bought the only kind of coconut flakes that my wackadoodle put your cream of coconut in the cereal aisle grocery store sold. Yeah. Sweetened coconut flakes. And I could only find unsweetened coconut flakes. So I have no idea if it was supposed to be sweetened or not, but it was all I had. Yeah. And they cost more than shredded coconut. Shredded coconut's cheaper. That's wild. I know. I wonder. I mean, it, maybe it looks like they're a little bit wider flakes, but you know, it's funny. Back to the cream of coconut. Yeah. You wouldn't have had a problem finding it if you shopped at Chief and picked up the Mary's Memo that we're using because Mary tells you right in the recipe where to find it. Does she's, she really? Yeah, like what aisle? The gourmet food section at Chief. I'll be doggone. Yeah, too bad we didn't have a Mary's memo from 2023 saying where you'd find it at the Publix. Yeah. Well, let's get started. So, Kristen, do you remember, I don't know why this is a memory for me. Mm -hmm. In the 80s, it seemed like putting coconut on or in like baked good cakes and stuff mm -hmm. was all the rage. Oh, or at least topping them with yes. it, right? Smooshing yeah. shredded coconut onto oh, yeah. the outside. I mean, I know that there's specific cakes that you do that for. Right. But it seemed like every time you turned around, dress up the cake, add smush on some shredded coconut. Yeah, that's right. I'm not a fan of shredded coconut. It doesn't taste like coconut to me. Well, you know what? I am not a big fan of shredded coconut. I mean, I'll eat it. Sure. It's tasty. I used to think of it as a kid like it was chewing tobacco because you can chew and chew. You don't really chew chewing tobacco. But in my kid mind, that's what it must be like, like shredded coconut, because you can never fully chew no. Shredded coconut. You just have to swallow it unproperly chewed. Yeah. Because you chew and chew and chew forever. Yes. yes. Yeah. And I have no idea if the flakes are the same. Right. So and in, and I don't know if we described this well. While the flakes look just like the shredded, theoretically, yeah. you get flakes because they're larger. 
Yeah. And if you look it up on the interwebs, they're huge. It's like someone took a coconut and a carrot peeler. Right. And peeled off little flakes of coconut. No, but that when, is not what you buy. Not one bit. When, when I was at the grocery store looking for this, I saw those big pieces and they called them coconut chips. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so maybe things have changed. Maybe this whole recipe is going to be a hot freaking mess, but we'll find out. Because that'll be the first time. I know, right? <laughs> so I looked up cakes in the 80s, mm -hmm. looking for a million cakes that had coconut. Yeah. And they would dye it, is what I could remember. That's right. You could put a few drops of food coloring in it, mix it up, and it would turn pink or green. Right. I found none except one, and it was, and I think they still make it. I think you can still get it at the grocery stores at Easter time. It's yes. Easter Bunny cake. That's right. Now they make it where it's like a little lump log cake, yeah. and they stick on a creepy-looking plastic, plastic bunny mask yes. onto the front. So back in the day, you could make one at home, oh, yeah. and you'd make two round cakes, and one round cake was the bunny face, yep. and then you'd cut the other round cake and make ears and a tie, and you, you know, put it on a, a sheet yeah, and put out your round cakes and then you ice them and then you... Oh my gosh. And then you put the coconut on for the bunny. First. And then you would, right. So the coconut on the face and the ears would be white. Yeah. You could put different color and gumdrops oh, yeah. on the tie. Yes. And then you would dye On green. the tie? Yeah, it had a bow tie. Oh, a bow tie. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was part of using the second round cake. And then you dye coconut green and you just put it all around the cake oh. on this board. So I don't know. It looked like you had a random bunny head on grass. Oh, I'm not sure. That's scary. I yeah. found online a little girl. She's not now. She's a grown woman. And she made this cake every year and she had a picture of herself. Uh -huh. Oh, the classic 80s. Oh. oh my gosh. She is laying on the counter oh. with the cake in front of her yes. on her side. Oh, She's got the nice little button-up sweater, the huge glasses. <laughs> I mean, she was rocking out some 80s style. I swear wow. I saw jelly shoes on oh, her. Oh, so cool. It was it was fabulous. Yeah. Anyway, her point was she'd been making the cake. Yeah. And they'd use little chiclet gums for the teeth oh, on the bunny. Cute. And she must not have had any white chiclets. Oh, no. Her <laughs> bunny looks so creepy because he had big buck yellow teeth. Ooh. Oh, that's nasty. <laughs> it was. It was pretty nasty. But that's, anyway, there you go. That's my coconut memory. Ooh, that's a cake good coconut, coconut Don't Ooh. stick it on the outside of a cake, please. Okay, we won't. We'll All put right. it in this one. Yeah, throughout this entire conversation, Kristen has been patiently waiting to crack the egg. <laughs> And so now I'm kind of having fun with a pause. She prepares. I speak again. She stops. I'm just messing with her. She won't stop talking. I'm like, Carrie, we need to get on with this recipe. And I get ready to crack the egg. And she says more. And then more about the daggone coconut bunny. I'm like, I'm not sure our listeners give a ding dong flipping flying fig about coconut bunnies. But, oh, Carrie's going to talk about it. I can't crack the daggone eggs. And I would take long pauses oh. just to really get her. So this egg is now warm. It's mm -hmm. been in my hands for the entirety of this podcast. <laughs> I'm cracking it now, right now. Boom. And it didn't even crack. Son of a <laughs> There we go. That's what happens when you're mean to your sister. Oh, yeah. We need four of these. Karmic retribution. That's what it is. Well, this entire Impossible Pie makes me think of the song, if you like pina coladas. Which really is a horrible song. It's a creeper of a song. It is. If my husband loves this. Seriously? How many? Four. Four eggs. Yeah. Two tries to crack them. You know what? 
You're mean. <laughs> so what about your husband? Okay, my husband loves that song. What? Yeah, we play it a lot. I think it's from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, yeah, they do have it on there. That song came out in the 70s, though. And yeah, 79, I think. And it's it's a weird story because it's basically about a couple cheating on each other yeah. or attempting to cheat on yes. one another. And what I always found creepy about the song is he called her his lady. <laughs> it just seems so weird. It was my own lovely lady. And they're totally cool with it. Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, hey, you were trying to cheat on me. I was trying to cheat on you. Let's go out and drink pina coladas. Yeah, it turns out we like each other. Yeah. It is the creepiest song. Okay, yeah. so all songs on the Guardians of the Galaxy CD are from One Hit Wonders. Did you know that? I did not know. Yeah. They took 70s and 80s songs, all One How Hit Wonders. Fun. Yep. So we listen to that CD a lot oh, as yeah. a family. It's we got do too. amazing songs. And the family sings along to that song, and I cannot listen to it without going, I mean, that's just a horrible concept for us. It really is. Now, I looked it up, and when the writer wrote it, he did not intend for it to be, if you like pina coladas. Really? It was supposed to be, if you like Humphrey Bogart. You're making that up. I am not. If you like Humphrey Bogart. Really? Yeah. I don't think it would have made it. Oh, I don't think so either. It's the whole pina colada idea I'm... about it being tropical paradise. Yeah. Speaking of tropical paradise. Yes. I had my most favorite pina colada, oddly enough, ever. Oh. At a Margaritaville, which is Jimmy Buffett's oh. restaurant, who passed away a few months ago. Yeah. And so a, a quick little ode. I know his song is Margaritaville. But I think of Jimmy Buffett when it comes to pina coladas, because exactly like you said, it's tropical paradise. And who yes. is more tropical paradise right. than Jimmy Buffett? Pina colada in paradise. Oh, paradise. <laughs> I don't, it doesn't quite have the same run. No, cheeseburger. How, how about this? Humphrey Bogart in paradise. No. Humphrey. Humphrey Bogart in paradise. I don't like that Humphrey Bogart. Well, I'll tell you what. It is hard as heck. To well-drain crushed pineapple using the lid to kind of squeeze it, and it's like squishing out on the sides. It does. It, it cannot be contained, Kristen. It cannot. This is tricky. I am once again just standing here watching Kristen do all the work. I have to say, you know, <laughs> this podcast has turned into something just lovely for me. I yep. stand here, have a fun conversation with you. Harasses the heck out of me so I can't crack the eggs into the dish. Kristen struggles with crushed pineapple. Oh my gosh. It's everything I could want. Okay, Carrie's put in the rum and now I'm putting in the pineapple. All right, so Carrie is going to add in the bisquick and I am going to add in the butter. So we'll unwrap that. And then the coconut. Oh, that's right. We need an entire cup of coconut, I believe. Yeah, it's one cup in, one cup saved. Ooh. Okay, let's right. do it. Maybe it'll be really good ground up in the blender. Maybe it'll make it a little smaller. Yeah. Smaller pieces. Who knows? Ooh. Well, as I was looking up 1984 for okay. this recipe, I read that 1984 is considered to be the greatest year in pop music. Did you make a playlist? I did. <laughs> I did. You become predictable. I have. And so I made you guys a 1984 top 100 singles playlist. My mind is a whirling dervish. I know, right? Okay, so think movies. There were a couple of movies that had amazing soundtracks out in 1984. They were Footloose. Okay. And Ghostbusters. 
Yep. And one would think that I would immediately tell you who that is. And all I have in my mind is Kenny Loggins. Yeah, he did oh. Footloose. But there were a lot of songs from the Footloose soundtrack that were number one hits. Uh-huh. And then also, you know, of course, the Ghostbusters song yes. was number one. But there were also some 80s artists who had major albums that came out in 1984, like right. Prince's Purple Rain. Oh, gosh. Huge. I know. Madonna's Like a Virgin. Fabulous. Yep. Bruce Springsteen's Born in the USA. Oh my gosh, it really was. And a variety. So it wasn't all... No. I mean, those artists sing very different kinds of music. Yeah. Actually, the number one song on the day that this Mary's Memo came out was Jump by Van Halen. Oh, also fantastic. Yeah. All right. So let's plop in the coconut cream. It is weird looking. Oh, it's lots of liquid. Pure liquid. And then this clumpy... Ooh. Wow. That was weird looking. I love it. It's not white. I can't wait to hear that audio and replay. Oh, weird. (laughs) You would think that that cream of coconut was the most exciting thing she has seen this year. I think it might be. Uh I live a really, really sad life. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to get the coconut out. I'm going to take a pinch of that and put it between my cheek and my gum. (laughs) Didn't they used to sell like a gum? Oh, yeah. Big League Gum. Big League Chew. Big League Chew. And it came in like the foil bag. Yeah, pouch. That's it. Pouch like chew would come in. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Chewing tobacco. Yeah. It was shredded bubble gum. It was. And it was sold to baseball players. You know, it was a baseball theme. Just what you want to do. Start preparing children to get into the chewing tobacco. Well, I mean, I personally had multiple boxes of bubblegum cigarettes. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I mean, it's totally the same. Although I think they still sell Big League Chew. Yeah, I think they do. And they don't sell bubblegum cigarettes. Bubblegum cigarettes. No. I wonder if they could sell bubblegum vape pens. Oh, my God. (laughs) That would be funny. That would be too big to take a bite off of. It's true. And those cigarettes. Oh, my gosh. They were gross. They were hard as a rock. Yeah. And then they had all that, like, flour or cornstarch because that's how you puff puff the smoke yeah hey i'm regretting putting a pinch between my cheek and my gum because uh, uh it's not going away i'm chewing no. and chewing it's, and it's chewing. thoroughly unpleasant you can see why i thought i hated coconut mm-hmm. As and you kid. don't get the delicious coconut flavor of mm-hmm. it. is it really sweet or is it mildly sweet or not mildly sweet mm-hmm. okay so it's not going to make this pie like sickening sweet no this will be delicious okay. i think all right guys i think we have in all of the ingredients that we need so we're going to take this over we've been dumping it in the blender we're going to go take the blender to the stand blend away we're going to pause it so that you don't have to listen to it all right we'll see you guys in a minute Okay, so we are thoroughly blended. Kristen <laughs> stuck her nose in and in very much dog-like fashion snorted some snoots. She was Okay, well this does smell like a pina colada, doesn't it? It absolutely does. I held it out to Kiri. I said it smells like a pina colada and she made no move. She's just looking at me like, leave me alone. I sniffed it once already. I don't know. <laughs> yes, it smells even more like a pina colada more. now. You know what? It is really liquidy. It's a lot more liquidy than I anticipated it being. Oh, I think they always are. And that's kind of the magic of the impossible. The magic. Okay. Impossible well. pie. Okay. So now I know you all are wondering, mm-hmm. Kristen, Carrie, what is the history 
of the pina colada. Oh, what is it? And I am here to tell you, people are not sure. There are multiple possible histories. There are. There is a way, way, way far back possibility that I think is really cool. There are, but they all seem to be tied to Puerto Rico. Absolutely. Yeah. So we know it started in Puerto Rico. Yes. And then everything from there is questionable. Mm -hmm. So a Puerto Rican pirate, they think, created the recipe because he was trying to stop a mutiny on board his ship. So apparently he thought he would pacify them with a pina colada. Well, that's a great idea. You go on a cruise ship and the first, you know, five minutes you're on there, you walk up onto the Lido deck. Yeah. You say hi to Gopher. And then you walk directly over to Isaac. Wave to Julie. Yep, as you're walking past. Mm -hmm. And they will hand you a pina colada. They walk around with these trays of free tropical beverages when you get on a cruise. I have never been given a free. Okay, they're they're not free. They're not free. They are cray cray expensive, but you think they're free and you grab one. You're like, this is so much fun. And then they say that'll be $20.50. And you're like, what the heck? Isaac wouldn't do that to me. (laughs) (laughs) Isaac only charged $5.50 in patient. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so this pirate staved off. A mutiny by La Pina Colada. Well, I feel calm, happy, and relaxed after having a pina colada on a boat. I would too, especially when served by Isaac. You know, it did not say whether it worked. Oh. But that was the goal. Uh-huh. And in the end, successful yummy beverage. One might think it would work because then those pirates would go on shore leave and would say, hey, bartender, can you make me this? Right. Pirate Dan made it. Grab your blender. And get started. I'm sure there was an onboard blender. pirate blender. Yeah, I know yeah. there was. It probably was avocado green. Oh, no. <laughs> I burned one of those up. No, you did. <laughs> okay, so if you don't like that idea, then yeah. there was the Battle of the Ramones. Ooh. Yes. Two Ramones worked for two different hotel yeah. fancy places. Mm-hmm. Each have been given the moniker of the creator of the Pina Colada. That's right. Yeah. And it wasn't even at the same time. Ramon A created it in 1954. Mm -hmm. Ramon B, they say, created it in 1963. Whoa. Yeah. But it didn't really come to hit like cookbooks or like Mm -hmm. nobody in the States could find any documented proof until like late 60s. Oh, wow. Which is really kind of cool. You think this recipe came out in 84. Yeah. It didn't take them long to say, ooh, this tasty beverage would make one delicious impossible pie. That's right. Because this recipe, Mary mentions this pina colada impossible pie is new to the world of impossible pies Mm -hmm. in 1984. Brand spanking new recipe. I like it. Mm-hmm. I think it was genius. And you know, pina colada has been declared the official drink of Puerto Rico. Well, as it should be. As it should It be. doesn't matter who created it. It's That's yummy. Right. We're going to put the pie in the oven. And I'm super excited for this pie to come out of the oven mm-hmm. because then we get to garnish it. We do have maraschino cherries. We do indeed. I'm the excited. maraschino cherries. And Which will probably bleed red all over the That's top That's what of I was pie. thinking. I was thinking we may need to put those on some paper towels prior to this thing coming out of the oven and let them drain. Yeah. And then we have the pineapple tidbits. Ooh, not a chunk, but a bit of tid. A bit of tid. Wow. Oh, that's almost naughty. And some whipped cream. Ooh. So these are going to be very pina colada-y looking. I can't wait. I'm really excited. I think it's going to be fun. Yep. So we'll pop this sucker in the oven and we will be right back. 
Hey, the pina colada is in the oven. Uh, that was weird. Hey. Uh, hey. <laughs> the pina colada impossible pie is in the oven. And Carrie, I am still chewing that bite of coconut that I put in my mouth. Yummer. Oh, man. I'm telling you, this is why I thought I hated coconut. Mm -hmm. I can see you still chewing. <laughs> okay. Well, 1984. So not only was it considered one of the greatest years in pop music. Okay. It also was a year of amazing TV debuts. Oh. Yes. Okay, 1984. So let's see. Who's the boss? Oh my gosh, I love that. In the opening of the show, Who's the Boss? Yeah. You see him cleaning and he takes the vacuum and he vacuums the drapes. These are old school vacuum cleaners, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. The bag and the like happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. He lifts the vacuum up and he vacuums the drapes. And I thought, genius. That is just right. genius. And so I asked mom, why don't you do that? Right. And she's like, the vacuum is heavy. I'm not lifting it up like that. that. That was to show Tony Danza's prowess. Oh, I'm sure. And he had on the short sleeve shirt so oh, his yeah. muscles would bulge. However, did that stick in my mind that the best way to clean everything in the world is by vacuuming? Yes. It must have. Because now I have like a little Dyson. Yeah. And I take that little sucker. I clear the stuff off of the bureau. And I just vacuum the top of the bureau. Oh, what the heck's a bureau? It's Sorry. what fancy people call a short dresser. Oh, do you remember being a kid and going over to somebody's house and they called the couch a Davenport? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I wonder where Davenport came from. I don't know. I don't know. Our family didn't call it Davenport. We just called it the couch. Why but... is it that I thought a Davenport had something to do with a sunken living room? Ooh. Those were the height of amazingness. Oh, they were. And I had a friend who had one, and oh, I was so jealous. I wanted one so bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, we had the really uber cool wood paneling in our living room. Yeah, we did. Yeah. And some amazing burnt orange with avocado green flex in it, shag carpet. Oh, it won't just flex. It was shag carpet that had shiggity shags of burnt orange and avocado green and harvest gold. That was... It was all things that were cool. All things cool. Mm -hmm. And it beautifully matched the burnt orange countertops that we had in our kitchen. Which went gorgeously mm -hmm. with the avocado green appliances. Oh my gosh. We were living the Brady life. We really were, because yeah. that was the color of the Brady's countertops. Oh, it was. Yeah. Like, okay, oh. so back to the 80s okay. TV shows that debuted. Yep. Who's the Boss? That was yep. a great one. I think you may have watched this next one. I didn't. I think I was a little too old for it. Punky Brewster. Um, yes. Yeah. I wanted to dress like, and I most certainly wanted the room of oh, yeah. one Punky Brewster. She had the coolest bedroom ever. Oh, yeah. She had a bed, and it had like a wheel in it. So she could, if she went to the head of the bed, it would lay flat. And then in the morning, she'd get up and walk toward the foot of the bed, and whoop, Whoa. it would flop down, and just out the bed she could go. Maybe yeah. I made that all up. I don't know. It's possible. But that's what I remember. But, oh, she wore all these rainbow clothes and things yeah. were mismatched. Her shoes didn't match. She was everything that was amazing. She was a little ragamuffin, but it was super cool rainbow ragamuffin. Oh, yeah. She was kind of like Rainbow Bright. I was going to say, is that like Rainbow Bright? She really, her outfits were kind of, she was very, why is it that I'm 50 and putting that together? She was really Rainbow Bright-esque. Yeah, she really was. Mm -hmm. She wore that same style of clothing. Yeah. Had the same brown pigtail type. Rainbow Bright was kind of blonde, I think, but that's okay. We're pretty close. Kid. I don't know why you have to argue with me. Oh, She's scolding me again. Scolding. Okay, so we have 
Uh, okay, so we have Who's the Boss? Punky Brewster, Murder, She Wrote. Oh, my gosh. You know, it was funny because when you asked for shows that started in 84, yeah, I was going to say Murder, She Wrote. Really? It is the only primetime TV show that I have memory of us all getting together as a family to watch Murder, She Wrote. That's right. And our parents would even have over family friends. Yes. Yeah. And we'd all sit and watch it. I think we were watching Murder, She Wrote when our family friend kept getting into your Halloween candy. Oh, I know we were. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Angela Lansbury, in my mind, was old as dirt then. But yeah, she no, wasn't. She wasn't. No. I think she may have been younger than we are now. Oh, no. Started. Don't say that. I think so. Oh, shut yeah. up. Just lie. Yeah. I know. It's a total lie. We're going to have to look that up because I do not want to believe that that is true. I think it is. But we'll look it up. So let's move on from that because, you know, that's upsetting to Carrie. Uh, <laughs> well, speaking of 1984, I actually found online... Teen Beat Magazine. Mm, I do love a good Teen Beat. Oh, gosh. I loved a good Teen Beat mm -hmm. Magazine. And they actually printed their first annual Teen Star Awards ballot, asking their readers to vote on, dun, 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 amongst other things, their favorite movie stars, male yeah. and female. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. So think back to 1984. Who do you think would have been the... Top star for 1984 male version. Kevin Bacon. That is a great guess because of Footloose. Yes. And Tom Cruise because of Top Gun. Oh, no. Top Gun wasn't out then. But I'll oh. tell you what was out, and this might help you. The Outsiders had oh just come gosh. out. Oh, my gosh. So all right? of them. Right. All of them. Patrick Swayze. Mm -hmm. Rob Lowe. Right. C. Thomas Howell. Ooh. Ralph Macchio, who was like 56, <sighs> but he looked 12. Exactly. Yes. Really great guesses. You didn't guess any of them. Well, what? you did. You did. The top star was Matt Dillon. Yes. And then really close behind him, it was almost a three-way tie, was Tom Cruise. Okay. You guessed correctly. Yeah. And C. Thomas Howell. Perfect. But they listed him as Tom Howell. Yeah, he was just Tom Howell for a long time. Wow. The C. Thomas, I guess, came later as he was older. I was not a huge Matt Damon fan. Well, let me try. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not cut there. I love Matt Damon. <laughs> Damon. But back in 84, <laughs> I was not a fan of his. No. Nor was I a big fan of Matt Dillon. You know, I never was either. I think maybe he played bullies in some videos. I think back in videos. <laughs> See, it's all me. I'm the only one here who says stupid things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Gosh, I hated those Matt Dillon videos. Yeah. Oh, he was yeah. such a bully. Such a bully. Watch this video. Yeah. Die. <laughs> Yeah, that was Matt Dillon. Again, not a huge fan, I, but I think you're right. I think he played a lot of bad boys, and I yes. was not a fan. No, no. Because, I mean, if you were into uh, the C. Thomas Howell or Tom Howell, uh, he was a good guy. The, the goodest of guys. The goodest of guys in The Outsiders. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he was like the best of them. Yeah. 
I was not a Tom Cruise fan from that movie. No, and Tom Cruise still at that point had kind of a messed up mouth of teeth. And so he wasn't. He did. I thought he had like a really big nose, but I bet he didn't. I bet it was his janky teeth. Yeah, he really had janky teeth. And then he got those fixed. And now people make fun of him because they say his teeth have been fixed, but they aren't even in his mouth. That one of his front teeth is actually dead center of his face. Really? Yes, you'll have to look at a picture of it. People online like draw a line down through the center of Tom Tom Cruise's face on a picture, and he got a big old tooth right in the middle of it, right in front. I'd say I'm a huge fan of Tom Cruise, but that's kind of harsh. I know, that's pretty harsh. And this is why you listen to us only. You've got to know <laughs> videos for do not, us. Do not want anybody criticizing my Captain Morgan pose, <laughs> which I'm sure I'm doing wrong, but whatever. That's okay. So we have how much time left on our timer? No, we only told you the male, oh. the male star. You never guessed the female. And I don't think you'll ever guess the top female star from 1984 in a million years because she's a lot older than you are. And she was in movies that I don't think you ever watched. Hmm, man, I was trying to think of somebody from like Dallas. Oh, good guess. Um, no. Okay. She actually was in a couple of movies with Matt Damon. Ha, <laughs> just kidding, Matt Dillon. Uh, it was Christy McNichol. Oh, I thought she was amazing. She was really cool. She was awesome. Yeah, she was in a lot of movies. She was in Facts of Life. She was not in, was she? No. She was Joe in Facts of Life. It was not Christy McNichol. Oh. Yeah. So then there were two actresses that kind of came after her in the top number one uh, movie star for 1984, but they weren't really close like Matt Dillon and Tom Cruise and Tom Howell were. And they were... Brooke Shields. Oh, of course. Yeah. And Diane Lane. I don't even know who that is. I knew you wouldn't. But she played Cherry Valance in The Outsiders. She was on the Soch side. Okay. And then she was really popular. She was in lots of movies. But, you know, she, like Chrissy McNichol, was a lot older than you. So you really didn't see the movies they were in. So with that... We're getting out of here. We're going to let the pie keep cooking. It's got... What, 20 minutes maybe left? I'm guessing. Yep. And uh, then we will let it cool completely because the last thing we want is to put the whipped cream on Mm. it and have it melt into a pile of goo. That would be horrible. Or to have bleeding maraschino cherries. Oh, I think that's going to happen regardless. Okay, we'll try our best. Okay. I'm not going to try it all, but Kristen's going to be all on it. I will. All right. Okay, we'll see you in a minute. We have a beautiful Impossible Pie. Oh, yes. We had so much fun with some Cool Whip, a maraschino cherries, a little toasted coconut. Awesome. And even more importantly, Mm -hmm. in the meantime, we have looked into our half-witted information. (laughs) All right. Angela Lansbury. Yes. At the time of the start of Murder, She Wrote. Yep. Yep. She was a little older than I had thought she was. Oh, good. And is it okay if I go, nee, 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 Oh, that's the wrong song. That's Scarecrow and Mrs. King, an amazing show. You should watch it. Oh, no. It's That's right. She was 59 at the start of that show. That's only seven years away from where I shut your No, I guess six now. Six years away. Oh, my gosh. Oh, so yeah, we are old. You were thinking that... 
Christy McNichol was Joe on The Facts of Life. Yeah, she wasn't. No, that was Nancy McKeon. Yes, yes. yes. And did you know that Nancy McKeon's brother was actually a famous actor as well, like a, around that time? No, but when I was Googling her, I saw that they had an album together. Oh, oh. Nancy and Jimmy McKeon. No, no, that would be Christy McNichol and Jimmy McNichol. They had an album together. Nancy McKeon had a brother named Philip. Your Google so search was horrible. You, There's a picture and yeah. it says Nancy McKeon underneath. Show it to Kristen. She's like, Carrie, that's Christy McNichol. I'm like, it says Nancy McKeon. Well, apparently other people think that Nancy McKeon looks like Christy McNichol as well. I don't know, but I swear to you, I saw a cover that said Nancy and Jimmy. That's so funny because oh, Jimmy was the name of Christy McNichol's brother. That would make a right. lot more sense that he did not sing with Nancy McKeon. Right. Nancy's yeah. brother was named Philip, and he played Alice's son on the TV show Alice. Oh, I don't even remember her having a son. Oh, yeah, she did. You know, Mel's Diner. Oh, and, yeah. yeah. Kiss My Grace. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. And then I think we talked a little bit about Punky Brewster, and you looked up the bed. I did. I was right. And it was a wagon. It was. Yes. And it would tip back and forth. That's and neat. then I made some rando comment about Punky was like a real life Rainbow, Rainbow Bright. Bright. And it yeah. turns out the cartoon Rainbow Bright came out the same year Punky Brewster. It did. So I don't think one was based off the other, but I think they both were just fabulous, I don't know, shows of current fashion yeah. Yeah. and what, you know, kids were interested in or girls, I guess, yeah. at that time were interested in. Absolutely. Okay. So I don't want to talk about other stuff. I want to eat the pie. Let's do it. You want to go first? Oh, take a bite. Heck yes, I do. It looks so fun. It does. It looks absolutely beautiful. Golden brown and, oh, the maraschino cherries on top are fun with the little golden coconut. What do you it's think? It's delicious. Is it? Oh my gosh, you have to make it. Okay, voters, mm. top notch choice. This is amazing. And I wanted to share with you that if you had a desire to kind of keep going with the funky little off holidays that we've been celebrating so far on Mama yeah. and Spoon, mm -hmm. there is a Nashville Pina Colada Day. There is. It is not during our podcast season. No. But on July 10th mm -hmm. is National Pina Colada Day. I may mark this on my calendar. Oh, yeah. This is fabulous. It is so incredible. You can taste the rum, but it's not overpowering. It is almost a little custardy. Wow. You can taste the coconut. And I must admit to you all, we made a boo-boo. Oh, we did. We forgot to add the final entire cup of coconut. So we added one cup. And then at the very end, you're supposed to put another cup of coconut all over the top. And then cook it. So you have yeah. a nice toasted That's coconut. right. Well, we forgot. And I am so glad we did. Yeah, it is just the right amount of chewy coconut in the pie that if there was a whole nother cup on the top. Mm -hmm. um, now, we did toast some coconut and add just a little bit as a garnish. Yes. That's lovely. It Toasted is lovely. coconut, different texture. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, this, I really think, is going to be my new summer go-to. I mean, if you didn't spend an entire That's right. time talking yep. with your sister ad nauseum, it was nothing. Absolutely Throw nothing. A few things in a blender, whip, whip, 
in the pan, in the oven, boom. You could be going and, and sitting by the pool and drinking a real pina colada, come back, let this cool for a little bit, put some whipped cream on it, and you are done. Yes, but if you're going and it's going to be outside, yep. don't use the real in the fridge whipped cream. Use That's cool right. whip because it melts all over. Yes, this kind of melted slightly because we didn't want to wait. We were ready to take a bite of this. Oh, my gosh. It's fabulous. Oh, yes. Fabulous. That is it for this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. Please do not miss our next episode where you get two recipes for the price of one. Ooh. While neither of the recipes include rum, it might not be the worst idea if they did. <laughs> Thanks for listening to Mom's Wooden Spoon. If you like what you heard, don't forget to subscribe. If you want a copy of this recipe or to check out our blog, click on the link to our website in the podcast description. If you'd rather, you can get to our website through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Pick your poison. Don't say poison. We're making food. He called her his lady. I was tired of my lady. Oh, me and my old lady. It was my own lovely lady. <laughs> it just seems so weird.